Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 30th of June 2023. Happy Friday, happy end of June, happy 4th of July weekend. Just be happy, damn it. Have some fun till the clock strikes one. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, spreading the word, all that good stuff. I really do appreciate it. You're the only advertising we've got, the word of mouth, and so we grow only because of you turning your friends into it, or you turn your enemies onto it. I don't care who they are. Um, you can email me, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com, or you can go to, uh, if you want to support the show, a lot of people go, oh, Derek, I feel guilty getting such high-quality content every single day, and uh, I want more, but I feel bad about that. Because I'm getting this all for nothing. I said, well, go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com and you'll get the Week in F and Review, which is a special Saturday show for subscribers, for supporters only. Then you get uh, the contest. I'm giving away one of these damn books next week. Um, Ray Lewis or uh, Brad Thor autographed both of them. Uh, you get special pictures. I'll probably put some 4th of July pictures up there. I've already bought some pork to put on the grill. Um, and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Or if you just prefer, because a lot of people are like, I don't like this. I don't like this website. I don't like the other website. PayPal, Venmo, and then I'll just email you the show. And then you can email me that you want to be entered into the drawing. And we go from there. We go. An there's no analog because there's no P.O. box or anything. But... Otherwise, you're welcome to contact me at just about anything. All right, we've got a lot to get to, and not a lot of time to do it. I'm, I'm hoping, I doubt it, I'm hoping to be able to, we have a somebody coming over. My wife is, I don't know, planning to kill me, maybe. She's got a life insurance nurse coming over to check us out for, for life insurance. So that's at like 6 o'clock, it's a little after 5 o'clock now. So I'm going to finish this podcast as quickly as I can and go down there and get poked. And then depending on how long it takes, there is a showing of the new Indiana Jones movie at 7. I know. And a lot of people are rolling their eyes. I am firmly of the belief that it can't be as bad as people say. And I'm willing to give it a shot for the sake of my childhood. I am... Um, I hated the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It was terrible. It was stupid. It looked like it was filmed through cheesecloth to try and hide how old everybody was. It looked like it was all set on a soundstage. It just looked, everything about it looked fake. The trailers for this, I don't know the quality of the movie, but the quality of the production looks a lot better than the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So I am of the belief there's nowhere to go but up, and you go in with minimal expectations. I just want to see Indiana Jones one last time, the real one, before they reset it with some young D-bag in 10 years. And so I'm going to go see it maybe tonight, depending on how many seats there are. See, because i got to bring the whole family. And if we can't get seats together, or if it's too crowded and I don't want to see a movie ever with a big crowd, just because I don't want to be... I like, I like silence. And the girls talk enough anyway. So I might go see that tonight. Otherwise, I'm definitely going to go see it like during the day next week. 
because it'll be less crowded then. Programming note, too. Sorry, this is going on. I can feel the emails coming in already. I will today, Friday, be on WMAL from 3 to 6, filling in for my buddy Vince Colonnese. And then I'll be back on Saturday, the next day, tomorrow, uh, from 4 to 7. Then I'll be back on Monday from 3 to 6 and for Vince. Then uh, nothing on the 4th of July. Then early mornings. I'm going to be working with my wife for the first time ever from 5 to 9 a.m. She is executive producer of the morning show. I have never worked with her before. We'll see if I ever work with her again. Um, we'll see if she like smacks me upside the head or what have you. She's way better at her job than I am at mine, and it's her show. That being said, I'm not a super great taking orders guy, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. So there you go. You can see it at WMAL. You can't see it, but uh, WMAL.com or uh, the WMAL app. There you go. All right. Now, on with the show. Ugh, mouthful. Yeah, I don't know if that's enough for today. Let's. No, I'm just kidding. The Supreme Court has turned down, threw, tossed out affirmative action. Now, by the time, depending on when you listen to this, if you're one of those people out on the West Coast who listens to this before you go to bed because it's posted at 9 o'clock your time, uh, then it doesn't apply to you. And my voice will haunt your dreams. But if you're listening to it on Friday morning somewhere, especially on the West Coast, you will likely know the decision in the case of the uh, student loan forgiveness program from Joe Biden. I think, I suspect, I believe it will be tossed out. I believe it will be declared unconstitutional, but I don't want to get ahead of me, of the news, because God knows that these people can change their minds and do whatever the hell they want to do. So that's why we'll talk about what happened on Thursday. The Supreme Court upset liberals everywhere by deciding that the United States of America is a place where discrimination is not allowed. That's really the gist of it. That's the crux of the decision. The left is wildly upset. We'll have some clips about that. I just I want this New York Times tweet to sink in because this is it's the old gray lady. It's all the news. It's fit to print. It is the paper of record. They tweeted out when this story broke. Breaking news. The Supreme Court rejected affirmative action at Harvard and UNC. The major ruling curtails race-conscious college admissions in the U.S., all but ensuring that elite institutions become whiter and more Asian and less black and Latino. Ew, yuck. Now, this is a common theme. I chose the New York Times because it is sort of the beacon for the left. But they are wildly upset. It's going to be less black and Latino and more white and Asian. Ew, ew, ew. You know what the real problem here is? There's a couple of them, actually. Democrats have shown themselves to firmly believe, committed, pot committed to the belief, that black people simply cannot succeed in this country without white liberal help. It doesn't matter who they are. Even Barack Obama believes in this crap. But it doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter you know, where you come. It doesn't matter. It's your skin color is the determining factor. 
Michelle Obama even put out a God, Michelle Obama, can you just go away? You want to talk about a self-entitled pile of excrement? Talk about Michelle Obama. Her greatest accomplishment was marrying a guy who, uh, let's just say there are a lot of rumors about from back when he was in the state legislature in Illinois. Just put it that way and see. uh, You can probably find some things online. But she issued a statement. Why? Because why not? It tells you really what it tells you is that these people in power and control of the Democratic Party have absolutely no faith in Joe Biden to do or say what they want him to do. They used to. They used to not have to undercut and kneecap and pretend to be a shadow president. But not anymore. She released a statement because why not? She said, Back in college, I was one of the few black students on my campus. I was proud of getting into such a respected school. I knew I'd worked hard for it. But still, I sometimes wondered if people thought I got there because of affirmative action. It was a shadow that students like me couldn't shake, whether these doubts came from the outside or the inside of our own minds. See, now you're sitting there and you're going, well, that's a pretty damn good argument against affirmative action, is it not? Right? But the fact is this. I belonged. I don't know that you did. Where are your fr- You got any friends from back then? And semester after semester, decade after decade, for more than half a century, countless students like me showed they belonged too. Now, wait a second. So, did you get admitted to college because you belonged, because you earned it there, or were you an affirmative action baby, Michelle? I don't... She seemed to be making the case that she absolutely belonged there based on merit. She was a student who deserved to be admitted to wherever she wanted to go. She was a high-quality, high-qualified student. But then she said, I belong here just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. They be- oh, wait, so there were a lot of people who got in based on affirmative action. It's kind of the problem. If I'm someplace and uh, he goes, you only got here because his, uh, <laughs> yeah, he only got here because his dad was a forklift driver for General Motors. And I'd be like, you know what? I had merit on my own. I got dirt under my fingernails, all on my own. But these Democrats can't make the connection. They all admit that they're the there's a well. They all say it's weird because their message is mixed. This country is fundamentally racist. Wildly, the deck is stacked against you. Can't get ahead. You're screwed. You, Mr. and Mrs. Off-White. I mean, not all off-white. Only only black and Hispanic. And more black than Hispanic for some weird reason. The group that Democrats have professed to be uh, trying to help for the longest are the ones who suffer the worst. Is there a correlation, causation thing there? I'll let you decide. But then they say you can't get ahead. And they need special, special treatment, special dispensation. But then they all say, it wasn't me, though. I didn't get that. I was, I belonged there. Everybody else. Every, see, everybody's, everybody needs help. Nobody can, not me. I've got this. I can help other people. They're always the exception to the rules. It's like woebegone with Democrats. Everybody's above average, except, of course, nobody's actually above average. So which is it? If you got ahead in this horrible system of racist oppression, how'd you do it? Are you just that super special? Or are you lying and therefore discouraging young children of color from even trying, sapping them of their humanity? Because I suspect that's what's really going on here. 
Anyway, I digress. Michelle Obama continues. Every student who heard a uh, perspective they might not have encountered, who had an assumption challenged, who had their minds and their hearts open, gained a lot as well. Oh, that's right. You can't have your mind open by somebody who looks like you because everybody thinks the same in liberal land. They just sit there. The mind opening to a leftist is, you're a black guy and you said the same thing I did. You're a white guy and you said the same thing I did. Your chocolate is in my peanut butter. Your peanut butter is in my chocolate. God, how do these people function? Where do these people come from? What planet are they from? It wasn't perfect, but there was no doubt that it helped offer new ladders of opportunity for those who, through our history, have too often been denied a chance to show how fast they can climb. I don't really think that current college students were slaves. So they were not oppressed. I don't think that they grew up in the Jim Crow South. I think that they became blindly loyal to the party of Jim Crow, but that's a story for another day. Of course, students on my campus and countless others across the country were and continued to be granted special consideration for admissions. Some have parents who graduated from the same school. Others have families who can afford coaches to help them run faster or hit a ball harder. Others go to high schools with lavish resources for tutors and extensive standardized test prep that helps them score higher on college entrance exams. What she's doing is describing the life of her little snot-nosed brat kids, Sasha and Malia. Yeah, they got, one of them got uh, an internship out in Hollywood, not doing a whole hell of a lot, just pretty much sitting on whatever set she wanted to go to, being an Obama, right? Mm. Comes in handy when you've got Reed Hastings, or whatever the guy's name is, who runs Netflix, driving $100 million over to your mom and dad's house and dumping it out on their lawn, going, hey, anything you want to do, I'll pay for it. Yeah, tell me again, Michelle, about the horrible oppression that that people of color face because my kids ain't going to have that advantage they're going to have to actually earn a scholarship some way through academics probably because it sure as hell doesn't seem at least yet like it's going to be sports but that's just the way of the world so go ahead and cry me a river michelle so often we just accept that money, power, and privilege are perfectly justifiable forms of affirmative action, while kids growing up like I did are expected to compete when the ground is anything but level. So in the beginning, she belonged there, and there's, there's now she's, the ground wasn't level, it was unfair, so she's an affirmative action baby, right? But Michelle Obama's family was not poor. Michelle Obama's family was decidedly better off than mine. But she's a victim because her skin color. So today my heart breaks for any young person out there who's wondering what their future holds and what kinds of chances will be open to them. And while I know the strength and grit that lies inside kids who have always had to sweat a little more to climb some ladders, oh yes, yes, that's right, whitey's got it so easy. Black people have to really struggle. I'm telling you, Cory Booker, the child of two IBM executives, life of privilege. Yeah, he's, he's the sweat equity that he's built up in his lifetime. And just the, he's a hero. He's a hero. Just ask him. 
Uh, I hope and pray that the re- uh, I hope and let's see. Kid, lies and kids who have always had to sweat a little harder to climb the same ladder. I hope and pray that the rest of us are willing to sweat a little too. Today is a reminder that we've got to do the work not just to enact policies that reflect our values of equity and fairness, go to hell, but to truly make those values real in our schools, workplaces, and neighborhoods. Yes, not her neighborhood. You couldn't afford to even take a cab ride through her neighborhood. You ain't getting the same zip code as Michelle Obama unless you're one of these filthy rich people who could afford to hire the Obamas or their kids or anybody else in the Democratic Party. How many of these people have cashed in who worked in the Obama administration? Working for equity and inclusion. Equity, equity, equity. Then the press secretary, Jay Carney, he went on to like be a muckety-muck at Uber and Apple and all these massive silicon. He's, he's filthy rich now. Has he set up a scholarship fund for off-white kids yet? I don't think so. Maybe he has, but I doubt it. He probably attends fundraisers for them, the cause, probably as a keynote speaker, because Democrats view like paying taxes as charity. That's kind of how scummy they are. I just love this idea that people are going to be judged on their merit. Now, remember all the crap two years ago? three years ago, whatever it was, when Democrats were beating the crap, they still are, by the way, when Democrats were beating the crap out of Asians in, in the streets of New York and San Francisco and Oakland and on security cameras from coast to coast. Remember that? And hashtag stop Asian hate was going. Oh, man, the Democrats really cared deeply about this because there was surveillance footage. That's one good thing. Most surveillance footage even still is like crap, grainy from the 1970s. You're like, who has not this, who has not updated their security cameras? You got 4K security cameras for like 100 bucks. Let's do it. Well, they started to. Even the poor quality ones, you can tell the skin tone of the person being a crap out of the 90-year-old Asian woman on the street. Let's just say there weren't a lot of Trump voters out there by the Democrats' own admission. That made them look bad. They had to pretend to care. They had to. What else were they going to do? So they passed a resolution saying Asian hate is terrible. And they all said, oh, man, Asian hate. It's just terrible. Just terrible. It hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. And then they went back to fighting against Asian kids having a fair shake of getting into elite colleges. Because that's really who's getting hurt here. Oh, yeah, a couple more white people will get into these elite universities. But in the racist United States of America, or should I say, sorry, the fundamentally racist at its core United States of America, whitey is like number four or five, if not lower, in these getting into elite university charts as a percentage in the way that they measure it. Underrepresented. Well, all right. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. How many people have tried? Well, the real people that are going to get screwed are Asians and Indians. Yeah, it's true. That's who Democrats hate. They want to stop Asian hate and them from getting into the elite universities that our best and brightest are supposed to go to. What they really want to do is get rid of the concept of best and brightest. They want to dumb everybody down. Because honestly, if you look at this crap that's going on with these leftists, what they're doing and what they're doing, what really, if you care at all, if you want equity, 
If you want equity, meaning equality of outcome or some sort of narrowing of the achievement gap, as they like to say, then maybe you look at why there is a so-called achievement gap. But Democrats won't do that. Democrats can't do that because Democrats are the reason for that. The concentration of black and Hispanic Americans across this country in major cities are, as a voting bloc, they elect Democrats. Overwhelmingly. The city, the blacker the city, the browner the city, the longer it's been since there was a Republican in the mayor's office. That means, and it goes for city council too. It's not like, well, St. Louis has just got a a full-blown Republican city council. It's just the mayor. No, full-blown, complete. Maybe there's one token they'll do like an at-large where the majority party can't win. But a lot of times now the socialist ends up winning. They just put some Democrat on the third-party ticket or the left-wing radicals and they get elected. Largely, ironically enough, because of their skin color but also because of the racism of the Democratic Party that looks at people and makes expectations, assumptions, and requirements based on the skin color. That means that if you want a larger pool of high-achieving black and brown students with chances to compete, with a better chance to compete for admission to these elite universities... First and foremost, you have to address the school system, the public school system that the Democrats control completely. You have to address that horrible failed system. Democrats can't do that. Yes, they technically control those school systems. They hire the superintendents. They set the contract. They've got everything. But it's unions. Unions put the Democrats in power so that the Democrats can keep the unions in power, give them pay raises, get more money to the unions by expanding the union power, by expanding union membership, by forcing and mandating union membership where they can, and then shoveling a chunk of the money the union makes back to Democrats. Nowhere in that equation is there any room whatsoever for concern about the children. None. They don't give a rat's ass about the kids. They just don't. So when you're looking and you listen to all these leftists talk about, well, these schools are going to get whiter. These schools are going to get more Asian. Then you go, well, why aren't black and brown students doing better? Now, you have two choices there, Democrats. They always come up with a third one. It's fundamentally racist. Yet somehow, black and brown kids who go to school districts out in the suburbs where they're not completely run by Democrats, those are the kids who end up getting in. They they do all right. So it's not what Democrats would have you believe. It's it's not the racist society. It's the racist culture in Democrat-controlled areas. It's looking at people and saying, you can't get ahead. You can't do it. I'm not even sure why you try, to be honest with you. You shouldn't try. You'll never get ahead. But don't worry, we're going to lower the bar so that some of you will be able to get into elite universities. You will in no way, thanks to the poor education that you're getting, because you don't want to, none of them ever want to discuss dropout rates and failure rates of American citizens 
who were let in under the lower standards. Oh, that data exists. They just don't want to share it with you. But there are a lot of kids. You see them all the time going, my student loans, my student loans. Well, you, you went to a wildly expensive elite university that your performance as a student to that point indicated you were not ready for. But you went anyway because they let you in. They gave you a little bit of a scholarship. Look, tuition's $30,000 a year, but we're going to give you 15 of it. Oh, 15? That's half price. That's You could go to a state school for a third of that cost, but no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to go to a community college. Because why? Because you've been sold a lie by these leftists. You belong in these schools. Okay, maybe if you do, you'll succeed. If you don't, you're in over your head. And I say that as somebody who, when I first went to school right out of high school, was not ready for school. I went, not because anybody was pushing me, nobody really said anything to me about going to college. Um, neither one of my parents graduated high school. No, My friends were applying to colleges, so I applied to colleges. I went to Wayne State for a year for theater because I had nothing better to do. What else was I going to do? I didn't know what I was going to do. I, this is what you did, I guess, right? There was no plan. Hell, there's still no plan. I'm such a screw-up. So it, I went for a year, and then it was like I, I did really well in the courses I cared about and horribly in the other. I didn't even bother really going to some of them, and I thought this is a waste of time and dropped out. It wasn't until a couple years later and you know, 40 jobs later and going, God, I really don't want to do this for the rest of my life, that I went back and got my act together and applied myself and did well. Then I was ready. I was not ready right out of high school. And my high school did literally nothing to prepare me for it. How many, if I'd taken out student loans then, I would have been totally screwed. How many people get totally screwed like that? They go to class, they go to college, they're uh, ill prepared because of their poor education. And the universities oftentimes aren't going to slow down the class. Because you aren't ready for it. They're not going to. They might, you know, the teacher's assistant will give you some, some help or whatever. And maybe depending on if it's a sociology class, forget it, you don't have to show up. But there won't be any special consideration for it. And so you get further behind, then you drop out. You drop out after you borrowed $70,000 for two years of college. Guess what doesn't go away? Guess what goes with you? Yeah that debt. So why don't we look at why it is so many kids, particularly black and brown kids, aren't prepared for going to college and aren't getting, aren't able to qualify, aren't able to do well on the standardized test. This, this is how the Democrats look, work. They've declared standardized tests to be racist. How is it that Asians do better than whites on standardized tests if they're racist because of white supremacy? How is it that Indians do better than whites if the tests are racist against everybody who isn't white? Are those two nationalities, just a couple of you, I mean, you go different nationalities, uh, are they somehow genetically better or something? What's going on there? Well, the simple fact of the matter is those ethnic groups, those nationalities, 
tend to have more intact families, for one. Can't really say that about the black community, thanks to Democrats. Also, they put a high priority on education. There aren't a whole lot of tiger moms out there who are going to tolerate the crap that Democrats do in major cities when it comes to the education system. Oh, there are some, but not nearly as many. They will move to make sure that their kids have a better education or they will put their kids in private school. They will do whatever it takes because a premium is placed on education. Why? Because nobody their whole lives has been telling them, you're screwed, you can't get ahead, don't bother trying. There's no way you're going to do this. The skin color is already determined that you're screwed. Don't bother. Forget about it, kid. They haven't been sold that bill of goods. They haven't bought it. Now, Democrats in recent years tried to do that. They tried to make the appeal. It's too late. It's too late. Asian Americans are getting pissed off that they're dumbing down the good school systems because they want to hurt Asians. That's what it is. Every school district across the country that is getting rid of advanced placement, getting rid of the gifted programs, they're doing it because there are too many Asians in them. It's not being lost on Asian people. They're not going, oh, that's weird. What a strange coincidence. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. The same party of the people beating the hell out of the old ladies is the same party of the people who are shutting down schools because the wrong people are getting ahead. Now, if Asians voted slavishly for Democrats in the 90 to 95% range, they probably wouldn't be shutting down anything. But they don't. That's a problem for Democrats. But back to the issue at hand. None of these Democrats are talking about doing anything about the education system that leads so many American children of non-white heritage to being unqualified for elite universities. There isn't a Republican within shooting distance of a school in Detroit, Baltimore, St. Louis, Philadelphia, Chicago, south side of Chicago. There isn't one anywhere near them. So why do the schools suck? If it's institutional racism, as they say, then maybe you want to talk to the warden. Maybe you want to talk to the people who, you know, it's, it's, it's structurally. Well, let's talk to the city planner. It's a Democrat. Democrats set this up. Let's talk to Randy Weingarten, Democrat, head of the American Federation of Teachers. Everywhere you look at failed school systems in this country that are miseducating and uneducating black and brown students, you will find Democrats across the board uniformly. Period. End of story. They're running them. They're setting up the curriculum. They make sure that kids can name more genders than they can count to. Can't read, can't write, can't do math, but absolutely knows how to respect somebody's pronouns. That will be beaten into them used to be illegal, thanks to Democrats, to teach, to educate a black person, to teach a black person to read. Now, it's union policy. The same party, the same people. When I say the Democrats have not changed their objective, only their tactics, this is exactly what I mean. Not a damn one of them is interested in talking about fixing the education system. It's the same thing they do with 
the school to prison pipeline. You hear this all the time. The school to prison. Oh, the school to prison pipeline. That's what they say when they look at you. Show them like what's going on in Baltimore. Nobody in these twenty-two schools is in basic ability for math. For math. Oh, look at that though. It's the school to prison pipeline. Okay. Well, what do you want to talk about the school to prison pipeline? It's unjust that so many students go from school to prison. It's the pipeline there. Okay, well, you want to sh- what do you want to do about that? You want to address the schools, maybe make the schools better so they don't feed this? No, 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 no. What we want to do is we want to plug up the end point of the pipeline. Oh, so you mean the people who commit crimes because of your god-awful education system and sapping them of hope and everything, turn to a life of selling drugs and, and crime. You want to keep them out of prison. You want to keep them on the streets. You don't want to stop producing more of them. You don't want to do anything to, I don't know, address how you've ruined their lives already. You just want to make sure that they don't go to prison because what Baltimore needs is more drug dealers on the street, right? Especially the violent kind. So congratulations, you've stopped up the school-to-prison pipeline. The problem isn't the the prison part. The problem is the school part that's feeding this pipeline to the extent that it's being fed because it's being fed by horrible teachers and a progressive agenda led by Democratic politicians. They don't want to do that. See, if a school is teaching kids how to read and write, if a school is instilling in its students the truth about the United States of America that the only real limitations in this country are the ones you place on yourself and you're not going to probably end up being a billionaire but damn it you could and you can certainly be better off and certainly will be better off than your parents are that's the essence of America instead it is I want mine you can't get yours don't worry don't even bother trying you can't read you can't write But make sure you know that real world history starts in 1619 and literally everything down to traffic was created expressly for the purpose of oppressing you because of your skin color. Well, you get 90% of the kids, 95% of the kids to believe that and what kind of hope and future do they have? Not much. Not much at all. A bad one. And then you elevate morons who go out there and then they defy the odds. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she is dumb. She makes Forrest Gump seem like a smart person, a genius, really. She tweeted out, if SCOTUS was serious about their ludicrous colorblindness claims, they would have abolished legacy admissions, a.k.a. affirmative action for the privileged. 70% of Harvard's legacy applicants are white. SCOTUS didn't touch that, which would have impacted them and their patrons. Now, she's, she's, dumb. she's dumb. There used to be an R word for someone like her. You're not allowed to say it anymore. But that's what she is. She's wildly stupid. That is not the case before the Supreme Court. She's letting her inner fascism show by saying the Supreme Court should have ruled on something that wasn't before them. The Supreme Court should have done something that they weren't asked to do. That's what a leftist Supreme Court does. You want to pass a law, you know anybody who's in a legislative body, you freaking moron? Introduce a bill that bans legacy admissions. I'm cool with that. I'm down with that. I could not care less. You got rid of legacy admissions. My, I hope to God my kids 
don't go to the school I went to. <laughs> but this is how the left is. Uh, she doesn't want to address the problem. Why is it that black and Hispanic kids perform so poorly in school? But systemic racism. Two plus two equals what? Clan rally? Because how is that racist? It's not racist. It's not remotely racist. But they have declared it to be to try and cover their tracks of failure. Now, actually, failure is the wrong word. Failure means you tried and you just couldn't do it. This they don't try on. Because any bit of success, the more educated, there's a reason Democrats didn't want slaves educated. There's a reason Democrats don't want their most fervent supporters educated today. Because the more educated you get, the more questions you begin to ask. You begin to question things, lots of things, everything. And the Democratic Party is nothing if not a house of cards. That one small basic question can topple. You start asking, you've been in charge for decades, for generations, and things have only gotten worse. Why should I continue to support you? The Democrats have answers for that. Republicans are terrible. Republicans are worse. But at a certain point, you do have to recognize that, hey, you know, we haven't tried this. You know, punching myself in the face hurts. Punching myself in the face hurts. Somebody comes along and you say, well, maybe I shouldn't punch myself in the face. Oh, no, no. Not punching yourself in the face will be even worse. Well, you know what? I'm willing to take that risk. I'm not going to punch myself in the face. And then suddenly, people begin to wake up. Once somebody gets it, they tell somebody else. And somebody else gets it. And it spreads the way COVID did, except in a good way. And in a good way, and spreading something that is truthful, that is helpful, that is constructive, is in no way, shape, or form productive and helpful for Democrats. So you won't even bother with that. You get idiots like AOC going, why didn't they just declare something that I want to be? Huh? There's nothing to do with anything. Why don't they just declare this? And you've got these people out there on cable news saying, oh, black and brown people are never going to get into college now. Not in the elite schools. It's just going to be whitey and Asians and Indians. Why? Do you believe that black and Hispanic students are genetically inferior intellectually? Is that what you believe? No, I've never said, how dare anybody? Okay, then what's the issue? Uh, I don't know. They don't know. You can begin to see why they only go in places, two places where people agree with them and talk to people who are on their team. None of this is by accident. And none of this is going to change because why would they change it? They're winning. I didn't plan on going on that long about that and I didn't plan on not using any audio or anything. But you know what? I think I covered it just about as good as it needs to be covered, to be honest with you. Since it is Friday and I'm about to have blood drawn, well, it's Thursday for me, but I'm about to have blood drawn, 
I'm going to end it there. Remind you that the Weekend Evan Review will be up at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time tonight at patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. Check it out. Become a uh, supporter of the program, if you please. Or uh, you can email me, derekallenhunter at gmail.com, A-L-L-A-N-T-E-R-E-K-A-L-L-A-N. It's so damn long, but really every other possible configuration of my name was already taken by somebody by the time I got on Gmail, so couldn't go any shorter than that. Otherwise, I just had to be like, the tall dude at Gmail or something like that. I wanted my name. But um, you can email me. That's the uh, PayPal, and you can sign up that way if you want me to email you the show, whatever you want. I, I'm trying to make it as easy as possible to support the show because I appreciate the hell out of it, and thank you all for that. Otherwise, WMAL at 3 to 6, 4 to 7 tomorrow, 3 to 6 on Monday. Then if for some reason you hate yourself and get up at 5 a.m., on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. those days. You're going to get sick of me, but don't. It'll be fun. I'll see you hopefully tonight. Thanks for listening.